Jesus, we thank You for Your Word, that it's a seed that can be planted in our hearts. And we want to position ourselves to be to really hear from You, to be changed by You, and to receive every miracle that, that You can do. Uh, we know nothing's impossible for You. So we have a desire to do Your will. So uh, we submit to You right now. We resist the devil. We thank You that he has to flee. Pray age of protection around us and our children. We pray that in this hedge of protection, You do every miracle. You bring breakthrough and that You guide us and that You lead us. God, for anyone who's without hope in this place, I pray that You'd knock on the door of their hearts and draw them unto Yourself by Your grace um, so that people can be saved and they could know You in a greater way. In Jesus' name. Everyone who believed it said, Amen. Awesome. You guys take your seats. Good morning to everyone. So good to have you here. And for new people, it's awesome that you're here. If you didn't get your uh, voucher for four free coffees or hot chocolates, however you want to grab it, you can go to the red banner after the service. And uh, just to remind you guys that we've, of course, started a 21-day uh, fast. And we do that at the front end of every year. If you want more details, you can grab this form at the red banner um, after the service. But Leanne and I started a Daniel fast. We started last week, Monday. Uh, so it's fruit and veg, uh, no meats and no sweets. And uh, we do that uh, for 14 days. And then we end it with um, seven days of um, just drinking liquids. And we do five nights of worship from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. in that last week. And then we break the fast on the Sunday night. We celebrate together. You can, If you want to do the fast, you can do it however you want to do it. Maybe it's a social media fast. Uh, maybe you have a sense of something that's got in the way of your relationship with God that you need to drop. Uh, but like I always tell people, we do not have fasting detectors. We do not know if you're not fasting. You just come to church and tell people how hungry you are. We will believe you. You say, I'm hungry. And then we'll go for God. Amen. But, but really, it's about you. Fasting's not just about what you're walking away from. The main reason we fast is to walk towards God in the new year. Okay. And, and even as you hear about fasting, normally your flesh is going to say, don't listen to him. You need to feed me, I will die. You better go to a doctor and find every reason why not to fast. But the big reason we do that is because our body is the boss. Okay. And you and I, it says, the Bible says, the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. We're not led by our body, by our flesh. And when our flesh is in the front, our flesh cries out, feed me. Um, and, and we end up always giving into our fleshly desires. The way to, to, to disconnect from God is to connect with your flesh too much and your faith will be on a low. That's why we see when people can't cast out the demons in the Bible, the disciples, God says, you, oh, you perverse and faithless generation. And then it goes on to say, if you pray and fast, he comes out. So when you are too connected to your flesh, your life can become perverse. And when you are too connected to your flesh, your faith can be on a low. So how do you then get reconnected? Well, you don't feed your flesh, you feed your spirit and you pray. So all of a sudden, your faith rises and you walk away from your flesh. And that's why we do it. And like I said, maybe for you at social media, you are dominated by your device. And it's about walking away from your device, but it's not about just walking away from it. It's about walking towards God in prayer, reading your Bible. So we would encourage you to tune in to your spiritual life so that you can hear God. And, and next week, we're going to be doing a, um, a topic, Hearing from God. And, and we believe, like the Bible says, God will pour out His Spirit, and men and women will have visions and dreams, that the language of the Holy Spirit is visions 
and dreams. And people perish for a lack of vision. So the front end of the year, we fast and we get a fresh vision. We hear from God. So I want to encourage you next week, we're going to give you a prayer card. And on the prayer card, I'm going to give you outlines um, to pray through every day um, for, for the next, let's say you get it right for 300 days of the year. Pick up your prayer card for, for five minutes every day. Just pray through your prayer topics. Um, and listen, the first heading is going to be government. Okay, because a lot of us can complain about the government, but I want to encourage you, if you start to pray that God brings positive change in our leadership, I want to encourage you, God can do a miracle. But you can complain and always live in the trouble, or you can pray and start to live in the victory. And you need to see what God will do with a praying church and a praying family and a praying husband and a praying wife and a, uh, a praying business owner. Just see the miracle. And then the next thing is going to be your family. Uh, so it's going to be government, family. It's going to be workplace, people that you influence. People need to know God. And you, in your, your family, you can put your dreams. You can put the, uh, your children's stuff. But, but I want to encourage you, you only get to tick off answered prayer normally when you put it on a list. And so, so even as you put it on, you will see throughout the year that God's going to start to answer your prayers. And, and, and we, we want prayer to be the first thing you go to every day. Okay, you go to the Word and to pray. It's not your final, last resort. It's not like, oh, well, all we can do now is pray. No, no. The problem we got there is because we didn't pray. We pray and then step into the blessing. But if you don't pray, what you're going to find is you're going to start to do stuff and then you're going to pray that God fixes the mess. But if you pray, you can step into what God's about to bless, okay? So, so I want to encourage you, we're going to, next week, it's going to be about how to hear from God, how to get a fresh vision, how to get a fresh dream. So it's actually Dream Sunday next week, and then we're going to the final week of fasting. But today I want to talk about prayer. Last week we spoke about Jesus first. The second thing we're going to talk about in first things first is we first pray. It's, it's the first thing we go to. It's not our final resort. It's our first step. Why? Well, prayer changes things. Um, the Bible says that Jesus right now is interceding for you um, at the right hand of the Father. When you pray, you're partnering with Jesus. Jesus is praying for you. And how powerful is that when you start to partner with Jesus? Jesus has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a open future. So when you pray, you can believe for things to change because that's God's plan for you. You don't need to be in a perfect scenario to experience the blessing of God. Um, think about Daniel. He got thrown in the lion's den, and who knew it? The lions were doing a Daniel fast. Bad joke. Anyway, anyway you guys didn't know that. And they didn't eat Daniel. <laughs> God is powerful. I need to throw that in there. I just had that in my back pocket. Had to put it out there. But prayer changes things. Even better than that, prayer changes me. Prayer softens your heart. I promise you, you walk into prayer. I'm so furious. I'm going to pray. And then all of a sudden, God gives you a soft heart. People you're struggling to forgive, God will start to bring about a, the miracle of forgiveness through prayer. Prayer is the vehicle that takes you to where God wants you to be in your heart and in your life. You know, as you get an Uber to get to a place, the best way to get to where God wants you to be is jumping into prayer. It's the vehicle that God will use to take you to the place He wants you to be. If you're stressed, prayer will take you to a place of peace. 
If you are anxious, prayer will take you to a place of hope. And, and joy. Um, you need to say, I'm not going to stay in worry. I'm not going to stay in stress and anxiety. I'm going to climb into a place of prayer every morning and pick up my prayer card. I'm going to pray for this country. Why? Well, it says we need to pray for the government so that we'll always have um, an open space to minister that the gospel can go out. We need to see, come on, you know, we can complain about what's happening, load shedding, or we can start to pray and say, God, you're bigger than this. Will you cause the stress to, to bring innovation? Will you start to bring innovation and finance and, and resource into our nation and that the godly men and women will get the finances? Will you take out corruption? Will you cause the, the people who are, are ungodly and selfish to lose all momentum in their position and that their, their plans would come to nothing and the plans of God would, would grant them momentum. God, will you do a miracle? You need to decide. I'm not going to live in a place of hopelessness and stress and brokenness. I'm going to jump into the vehicle of prayer and go towards the promises and presence and peace of God. That's where I'm going. Uh, I'm not staying anymore. If you are in a place of hopelessness, I want to encourage you even this week, from Monday to Friday, you can take the journey to, play, to peace. Um, last night, I went for a prayer walk. I had my message and I, um, I just went for, and I worshiped. And of course, we've been fasting. And in this time, it's uh, when, you fa- when I'm fasting, and so, it's so amazing to worship. And, and I was just praying and, and I just felt God say, Andre, if you want my presence, you need to hunger after me and I'll give it to you. And, and I, I just was, God, I, I want you. And then I just started to pray. I just had a sense that God um, not only wants me to experience the fullness of His presence, but that He could do any, every miracle that, that I desire. Um, but I need to pray for the country. I need to pray those miracles. So I started to pray for the church, every church in our community, the leaders in our, the churches. I pray for the churches in Cape Town. I, pray, I started to pray for the church in South Africa. Then I started to pray for the leadership of this land. And there was just this anointing and sense of God, and and I just felt God go. You know, if you pray for this country, I'm going to move, Andre. And 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 you will start to feel where God's the momentum is. And I, I want to encourage you as you wake up in the morning, pray for the country, pray for your family, pray for your business, uh, pray for those work colleagues. You're going to start to see answered prayer, prayers that you can tick off, and miracles happen. You do not need to stay in a place of torment, of hopelessness. We can see miracles. I promise you, God wants to do it, but He's looking for people who will pray. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Come on, that's as simple as that. Everything. You need to pray about it. I don't leave it to chance. I, I, I pray and then I step into my day. I, I'm stepping into things that are covered in prayer. I pray for my work. I pray for meetings. I pray for Leanne. I pray for the girls. I pray for the church. I, I pray. So I want to step into everything that I've already prayed for. Um, see, I've learned that you have an authority only in what you've prayed into. And when, when you've prayed into it, you're already, you're favored by God. You're walking into that meeting. You, 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 I say, God, in that meeting, give me wisdom. Uh, let me glorify you. Um, so I pray about everything and then I step into my day. I don't leave by chance. I, I'm not worried about those things because I'm going, this, thing's a, this is a prayed over as a staff meeting. This is a prayed over uh, coffee. This is a prayed over prep time. This is a prayed over decision making time. No, no, I prayed over it. I'm not worried about it. I pray for everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. 
He has done. And, and what that does for you is a lot of times when you tell God what you need, you, you actually go, flip, I need so much, eh? But then you need to thank you for what he's done. You realize he's done more than you can already hope, dream, or imagine. He saved you. Um, you're going to heaven. And so that's the key. You tell him what you need and you thank him for all he's done. And you start to remember how good he is. If he's done it, then he can do it again. Then you'll experience God's peace that exceeds anything we can understand. Come on, we all understand the problems we have right now. You know, we can talk about it. Yeah, but Andre, you just don't understand, eh? <laughs> no, I do understand. God's peace can even exceed what you understand. Now, I don't want to downplay God's power. It's too many of us want to upplay what we understand. You know, you, you should see it. And I heard a report. I agree with you. I pray against those things. But God's peace is bigger than just what we can understand and see. And God's power is bigger than the problems we see. We're people of faith. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And that's what I want to remind you, that Satan knows he needs to attack your heart and your mind. That's where he crushes you. If he can get into your heart and your mind, as a man thinks, as a woman thinks, in his heart, so easy. He wants you to get confused, to be downcast, to be hopeless. But, but the only way to guard that is through prayer. Tell him what you need. You thank him for what he's done. And his peace will be a God. It's like you, like, so when I pray, I love it. I just get this picture. I'm, I'm like getting the ultimate security service from heaven on God that day. I'm like, Psh, they're there. Let's go do this. Accusations, because the, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren, brethren. They can come against me and try to take me, but, but, but I've got some angels on God. God's assigned angels to me, to my wife, to my kids, to you guys. I pray for that. But, but I've, got, uh, I've got peace on God, the peace of God. And so when the enemy comes, they have to try to get through my security service. Who's there? It's the devil. They don't need him in. Okay. But we need to have the peace of God on God in our life. Us, we're just leaving our hearts and our minds in a, um, in a vulnerable place. So, so as you pray, I encourage you, you're going to ask God, you're going to look out for the miracle, you might have to be patient and wait, but then the next day you're going to ask again. And I encourage you, if you can even pray from Monday to Friday this year, I promise you, the peace that's going to come over you, um, you're going to start to see miracles. And when things shake, you will say, but I've already prayed over this. God's going to work it to my good. And you're going to start to see things happen in your, your life with God, in your family's life, in your children's life, in your work life. You're going to start to see friends and family, neighbors getting saved. I promise you, um, God has done it in my life and He can do it for all of us. But, but we need to ask, we need to watch, we need to be patient, go about our day, but then we need to repeat. We need to go ask again every morning. We keep asking. The only thing the disciples actually asked Jesus to teach them was teach us how to pray. These guys had spent their lives with Him and they said, you can teach us how to pray. That, that's going to be the most important thing. And so praise is so important. That's why it's one of the first things as Christians we need to practice. So in 1 Kings... 1 Kings 18, there's a drought. It's been for a three and a half year drought. And, and Elijah, of course, heard from God and prayed the rain, that the rain would stop. And, and they, were, they, were on, they were on day zero. They were in a severe drought. 
they were not, so they were like showering in buckets, washing the same, but like, yeah, they were using double using the water, triple using the water. They'd know what to do. And in 1 Kings 18 verse 41, Elijah then hears from God and Elijah said to Ahab, go and eat and drink for there is the sound of heavy rain. And on the front of this chapter, God actually tells him there's going to be rain. So Ahab goes off, this is the king, Ahab goes off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbs to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and he put his face between his knees. And of course he went into a position, a posture of prayer. He then says to his servant, go look towards the sea. He told his servant, and he went out and looked, and there's nothing there. Of course, you must remember the front end of the chapter, God tells him rain's coming. He tells Ahab, hey, go and eat because there's rain coming. Go get ready for the rain. And he sends his servant out. He looks out, there's nothing there. He sends his servant back. So, so he's, he's praying. He says, go watch. Look, wait. Comes back, there's nothing. He goes, go again. It happened seven times. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. I love the, the faith he has. Come on, imagine. I mean, somebody just smoked a cigar. That's not, that's not a cloud. <laughs> but he prayed and God had told him rain's coming. First thing I want you to see is that prayer allows you to hear before you see. Um, Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink in the front end, 18 verse 41, for there is the sound of heavy rain. And I've had that same experience when I pray and I fast and even just as I pray throughout the year and I stop, God awakens my ears to things He wants to do. I sense in my heart. I start to hear and I start to sense something that's about to come. Uh, I sense it for uh, my family, uh, for the church, for business. I just have a sense. Yeah, last year, Christmas day, I'm driving to church and I'm on my way to the Christmas service. I just have this sense that something amazing is going to happen this year, that it's going to be a blessed year, even though it seems like it might not be in the economy and there's something amazing Things going to happen in our people's lives and they're going to look back in 2023 and they say, I am blessed. I had that sense. I haven't seen it yet. But I have a sense it's going to happen. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray until something happens. Because that's what Elijah goes and does. He puts his knee, his head between his knees and he starts to pray until something happens. Because God, He heard the sound of rain. People who pray can hear before they see. And I want to ask you, what are you hearing? Are you only hearing the news? Are you only hearing what your friends are saying at the bry? Or have you positioned yourself to hear from God? This is the time you get to hear from God. You can hear from Him the whole year, but as a church, there's a corporate blessing on hearing from God. And that's why next week we're going to talk about hearing from God. And I believe God's going to speak to you about areas He wants to pour His Spirit out in your life, bring breakthrough, bring victory, bring salvation, bring new business ideas. But God wants to speak to you, I guarantee you. If you stop and listen, you're going to hear what you're about to see. 
Of course, John 10 verse 27 says, My sheep recognise my voice and I know them and they follow me. If you're a child of God, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but we're sheep. And, and he says, we'll hear his voice. That's what he says. And, and you and I don't have to live distracted. You will know his voice. You can say, oh, but is it really God? No, I promise you, you're going to know. He, he's not going to try to trick you. He's going to speak to you. So Elijah goes to, and begins to pray. He positions himself. He puts his his head between his knees. And you might go, is that the position of prayer? No. I do think it's a good position and you might need to position yourself in prayer in a quiet place or on a beach or on a walk or just, listen, you, in, I get it through this year, you're just going to wake up as you have, wake up more, read your Bible, you might go sit in a chair or in your bed and then take your prayer list next to your bed and just pray over it. But, but, but what's the actual position for prayer? It's a humble heart. That's the position for prayer. It's a heart, God, I need you. God, you're big. Um, God, the world's in chaos, but you're not. Uh, God, the world might be in disorder, but you're still in control. There's total order in heaven. You're in charge. You're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. I position myself with a humble heart. When you do it, pray to please God, not man. And the, the prayer that pleases God is a prayer, that, a genuine prayer from a humble heart. It's not you praying to sound like maybe somebody you heard praying. Because let's face it, sometimes we can change our voice when we pray. You know, like, you know, now all of a sudden we're a different person. That doesn't impress God. God's going, I made you special. I gave you your own voice. I didn't want you to copy some religious leader, some religious circle. And so you just pray with a humble heart wherever you are in traffic, as you walk, before you go into a meeting. I promise you, you can feel bad. God, I, I need your help. Listen, before I was a Christian, I prayed for God just before every test. You know what I mean? That was it. I'm not saying God answered all those prayers. Please. <laughs> he did help me, but he was like, Andre, I'm going to help you study. Like, you know, but, but position yourself with a, a humble heart. So seven times the servant comes. And the seventh time he sees a cloud. And what we learn is that pray until something happens. How many of you have started praying, but you didn't push through the year and you missed out? Maybe God was going to do it on week 49, or, but, but you just missed out. And if you would just push through in prayer, push, what? Pray until something happens. I promise you, I believe it. You will see a miracle. Why? Because God has got plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. For you and your family, pray until something happens. So the guy, he comes back, the servant says, there's a cloud the size of a man's hand. Elijah's like, awesome. We're about to experience the rain, the outpouring of rain, a downpour. He's like, pray, they must think he's nuts. This, this guy's nuts. He thinks that bit of fog, that piece of little smoke, it's a, is that really a cloud? See, but, but he was a praying man. And, and so he, he, had, he heard the rain, he was praying, and all he needed to see was just a glimpse, even a small beginning. Zechariah um, 10, 4 verse 10 says, Don't despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And Elijah actually rejoices. You have to understand, most things God makes great start small. And you know, we like to downplay it. Somebody, one of your family members you've been praying for comes to church and you're like, yo, but you know, I still, I just don't know. And there's so much they still need to change. And, and like, we try to downplay it. No, no, you rejoice in just that one step. Somebody has spoken to you again. There's been disconnected relationship and they message you. You thank God. There's a cloud the size of a man's hand. You are about to do a miracle. 
Somebody phones you for business because you the phone's been quiet and they say, I just want a, a, a quote. You you praise God for the work. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you can just, oh, this is a quote, and and no, no. You thank God because you've been praying for business. You don't just leave it there. You take it and you you pray it through. You push and pray until something happens. See, God's looking for people of faith who don't throw away their confidence. The Bible says it will be richly rewarded. Come on, you don't put your confidence in the economy or in what's happening around you. You put your confidence in God. God, you're faithful. You're a good God. I've been praying for this and you just saved me a little sign. They spoke to me. They asked me for a quote. They came to church and, and we, we would like to, to, to rather see the full picture. But God would like us to have faith in Him even when we see, when we see the small things. I love it. He says, there's an outpour ahead. You know, when we as people of faith pray, we will get a sense and see it ahead of time. We'll see the full picture. It's like he, he, sees, he sees thick dark clouds everywhere and just rain and flooding. He's like, you're going to have to run. There's going to be an outpour. And that's what God wants to do in your life. It's a vision. Without vision, people perish. And, 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 and he has a vision. And I reckon the prodigal son's dad would have been very similar. If you know the story of the prodigal son, his son asked for his inheritance early. In a way, he's saying to his dad, I wish you were dead. He takes the inheritance and he squanders it. And he insults his father. His father would have been an embarrassment in the community. But his father's looking out for his son. Because it says, one day the, the son returns and his father sees him coming at a distance. How does his father see him coming at a distance? Because he's looking at a distance, believing that his son will one day come. What gets him to a place where he's looking at such a distance? I believe prayer gets you there Um, because if you stay hopeless you will lock yourself in a dark room but if you're praying you'll always position yourself in a hopeful place you'll position yourself to see the sun coming back you position yourself to see the cloud in the sky you position yourself to see the the quote coming the 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 client phone you position yourself to see the 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 relationship restored and and he positions himself and he says while his son's walking because people said let's see what he says you see if he's sorry See if he says sorry for spending all that money. He says, go get the cloak and the ring. Get the fattened calf. We're about to party. Why? Because my son who was lost has returned. People say, but has he really returned? No, no. You understand? This was a man of faith. He could see the full picture because he knows whatever God starts, he's faithful to finish. And if God would bring him back, God could totally restore him and he can bring him back into the family. And I reckon he was celebrating, not that his son would return. He was celebrating that his son would fulfill his destiny. And you and I need to be people who position ourselves in hope, looking, believing, going, there's a breakthrough coming. Listen, that's why, I'll, I'll be honest with you, we hear all these bad news. You know, I'm the kind of person, you just have to tell me one good thing about South Africa. I'm going to read, I'm going to share it on Facebook, I'm going to tell my friends, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to say, did you see the cloud the size of a man's hand? They said South Africa has just got a bit of hope. I'm cool with that because God doesn't mind working with small things. He takes small things and makes them great. And we need to be a people who are praying because if we're praying, we will see, we will sniff out the positive. We will sniff out the things that God can work with. God's looking for something to work with. Just a cloud the size of a man's hand. So I encourage you to position yourself in a hopeful place. 
Philippians 1 verse 6, and I'm certain that God who began a good work within you will continue His work until it finally, it's finally finished. Um, Isaiah 40 verse 27, the Lord of heaven's armies has spoken. Uh, who can change His plans when His hand is raised? Who can stop Him? The Passion Translation says, when He moves in power, who can stop Him? I'm gonna quickly give you four things. Number one, remember as you pray that God has not changed. Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're praying to the God, He's alive, He's faithful, He's the God of salvation, He's the God of restoration, He's the God of forgiveness, He's the God of healing and breakthrough. Um, He's interceding, Romans 8 verse 34, Christ Jesus who died, more than that, He's raised to life, He's at the right hand of God, He's also interceding for us. When you pray, we partner with God, and God has plans for you. He's not changed, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Come on. He's not changed. The economy's changed. The world's changed, but God hasn't changed. Your prayer isn't connected to what's changing. Your prayer is connected to an unchanging God who's seated on the throne, who's got plans to prosper for you, not to harm you. You can trust our God. Our God hasn't changed. Number two, keep praying. It's God's will for your life. Matthew 7 verse 7, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if, if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If then, though you are evil, know how to good give, good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? Keep asking. Number three, lift up your request. If you have a problem, you need to lift it up to the one who can solve the problem. If you have bad experience at a restaurant or a shop, you ask for help. You can't get help. You try to lift up the problem to somebody in management, to somebody in authority. You try to find somebody in authority. When you need a problem solved, you need to lift it up to somebody in authority. Why are you leaving it on the ground? Why are you leaving it in the enemy's territory? You need to lift it up to heaven. You need to lift it up to Jesus. You need to lift it up. The eagle does not fight the snake on the ground. It picks it up into the sky, changes the battlefield. Then it releases the snake into the sky. The snake has no, the snake has no stamina, no power, no balance in the air. It's useless, weak, vulnerable, unlike on the ground where it's powerful, wise, and deadly. Why would you leave your battles on the ground when God's saying you can lift it up in prayer to heaven? And then don't stop until you get a no. And and the reason I say this is there is a chance God, God might say no to something. Of course, I don't stop praying until I get a no that's in line with Scripture. If I, if I don't get a no that's in line with Scripture, I pray like it's a yes. Paul got a no. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7. Even though I've received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Here he says, I prayed. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, so the God responded, my grace is, uh, grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. 
So of course he goes on to say, I'll boast in my weakness. So, so, so yeah, unless you get God coming to you like that and saying, no, no, I'm, I'm going to work this thing out for your good. You carry on praying, I could say yes. You carry on praying. Do you want to stand up quickly? Come on, just where you are, you might have needs, dreams, and desires, things that are weighing on you right now, or things that are keeping you awake at night because you're dreaming about it, or things that are keeping you awake at night because you're worried about it. Will you cast your cares upon the Lord because He cares for you? It says it in 1 Peter 5 or 7, casting your care upon Him, He cares for you. Cast them on Him. Even as you do it, I just want to pray for you. God, even as people cast their cares, worries, and dreams upon you, I thank you, God, that Ephesians 3 verse 20 says you are, 20 says you are able to do more than we can ask or imagine. So even as we ask you to sort these worries and stresses out or break through in these areas of, that we're dreaming about, you can do more than we can ask or imagine. According to your power that's in work within that's at work within us. To you be the glory, Jesus. Can we quickly pray for this country? Jesus, will you bless our land? Will you prosper our country? Will you give us leaders that have integrity and character? Will you remove the leaders who don't? Corrupt leaders, selfish, remove them in Jesus' name. Release into our leadership men and women who honor you who love you and who love this nation and love the people of this nation. Bless our city. Bless our workforce, our schools, our hospitals, our police force, every area. Bless it. Will you come in like a flood? And even as you come in like a flood, will you change people's hearts draw people unto yourself I pray for a revival in South Africa that we'd see in the next 10 years the church grow 10 times bigger across this nation that salvation would come revival would come and that we could be a blessing to Africa and to the world that people will be blown away at how blessed this country is and they would say only God could have turned that nation around. I pray God for such an anointing in this country that the chains of hate and racism would fall off people's lives supernaturally as they worship, as they come to church and even as they go to work where Christians are, praying Christians, that something would happen. Chains of racism would fall off people like shackles broken of people's hands and feet. That there'd be such a healing that we would do life together as a rainbow nation like never before. It would be beautiful. 
It would look like heaven where every tribe and every tongue would worship you. In Jesus' name, will you do that in our nation? God, we know it's the enemy's plan to hurt our nation, to divide it, and to steal from this nation. You say, if the thief gets caught, he has to pay back what he stole seven times. I pray that you bless our nation seven times more than it's ever experienced blessing. We declare the enemy's stolen. He's brought division. He's brought racism. He's brought corruption. We declare that he's been caught out. Will you bring a blessing? Would you cause him to return what was stolen seven times over to this nation in Jesus' name? Just with every eye closed, if you know you need to, you've realized you need Jesus, you need him to save you. Maybe you've walked away from him. You realize that you need him to pay the price for your sin. I'd love to lead you in a prayer. If that's you, I want you to pray with me. Let's pray as a church family. Let's do it right now. God, I realize I need you. I want to be born again. I confess that I've sinned against you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I receive you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. I'm turning my life over to you today. I want to follow you. Tell me what you want me to do. I want to see your vision, your purpose, and your plans for my life. Please accept me into your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you want to keep your, your eyes closed quickly? Just If that was you and you meant it, you came back to God for the first time, just every eye closed, just pop your hand up quickly. Just say, that was me. I pray that. God bless you. Anyone else? Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, you know, even if you put your hand up, even if you didn't put your hand up, you'll see um, if everyone can open their eyes and just turn to my left, your right. We've got an open door there. Uh, we've got a prayer team. If you need prayer or if you gave your life to Jesus, you pray that prayer. We'd love um, to have somebody sit with you and pray for you. So why don't you make your way there? If you want us to pray for you this week, we've got prayer request cards and we've got a next step card in the seat cover in front of you or in the front row. If you're in the front row, please use that. Remember, our next steps area is the easiest place to get the, the 21 day fast prayer forms um, or any information you need. Remember next week's Dream Sunday. Don't miss out on that. We give you those prayer cards. Have a blessed uh, Sunday. God bless you.